The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, speaking through a grin this morning, because I've had several funny conversations with funny people. All the people I work with are funny. Now you funny too, because you're listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show on this Tuesday morning. Spring has sprung. I have seen my first handful of actual dogwood blossoms. Did you see where they've actually put a, a, a bounty out in some counties in Alabama on the pear tree, the stupid, horrible Bradford pear tree? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes. I yes. just see all the people blowing them up with tanner right now. I know. Well, we, of course, I you got know, one. we chose them 30 years ago to I be the them. distinctive tree of downtown Chattanooga. They smell so good. They don't smell good. They, they do. smell horrible. They're terrible if smelling. You're talking about the Well, Brad- when I die, I want to be a Bradford pear. Well, then <laughs> that's fine. My uh, grandfather planted some uh, Bradford pears in the backyard shortly before he passed. And uh, they're an invasive species, and they were both hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, see, see what happened. How is your grandfather yeah. going? Let me get that stench out of your spring. It was down him there, realizing guys. his posthumous mistake. I was telling Jen too right before the show started. I went for a long, long hike yesterday. Good for you. Not one of the ones that you would have particularly enjoyed. I was thinking, oh. this is not the one I'll take Russell on when he comes <laughs> up next time. We went to the quarry. I completely trespassed. Nice. And uh, went to the and so every trailer stream, you know, that came off of it, and every holding pond was a bright fluorescent color that doesn't really exist in nature. Mm-mm. They looked like the simulated stones in the potty ring (laughs) 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 and my dogs were diving in and then getting all over me i don't know what they zinc oxide whatever was you know being being mined there how's Ari doing and uh much better much better now she got a good dose of toxic chemicals and probably (laughs) evened out her brain a little bit but uh god i am sore i am sore i'm sore but i had to just i had to wash all my clothes because i was just sure I had some leaching, bleaching element that had gotten all over me that was going to kill me. I had a very late start this morning. Let's just put it to you that way. And everything has been funny to me, so it's going to continue to be funny. <laughs> I, I'm just going to be laughing for no obvious reason. We have Sabrina Smedley in the studio with us here in just a little bit. Which means we'll have completed the roster of Republicans running. Yes, there yes. you have it. County Commission. We, we'll have one more Republican than the Republican gathering that they had for the district attorney race had <laughs> uh, at the NAACP. We'll talk about that later. Oh, boy. Boy, there's a dust up there that's, that's, that's fun. Let me ask you this before we get started with the upfront wrap-up. Um, Brian. The Peacocks are now Cinderella, officially Cinderella and the Elite Eight, right? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Uh, sweet 16. Sorry, Sweet 16 still. And so they they won't play until Thursday or Friday of this week, right? Yeah, thir- yeah go, <coughs> it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're, yeah. they're only the third team to have been that high a seed to have made it this far. And obviously the mocks were one. And now, no, well, the mocks were 14 back in the day, so they're 15. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're only, fi- 15. There's only been three in the history of the Florida, bracketology. Yeah, Florida, Florida Gulf Coast recently made a run to this Elite Eight, I think. Yeah. And then I don't remember the other one. Oh, uh, how about that game, though? Ugh. Wasn't it something? Still, I'm still sad. Wait, which one are you talking the about? The mocks. The, oh, of the, course. The mocks, I didn't know of course. You were talking about the same. I yeah. figured you probably weren't watching the, the no. St. Peter's game. No. Um, the mocks, even though the mighty, mighty fighting peacocks is just fun to say. Dude. I mean, come on. Come on, peacocks. The mocks 
How gave about them Harry Cox? Gave them that game. Gave it to them. Handed it to them. Said, here, yeah, you take this did. win. I they don't did. want it. They did. Well, they, the, the mocks have been playing. A, a lot of people have thought above their head, but they've been playing at the level they've been playing for a while, and they just dropped it. I'm not one to normally rag on officiation, but they did not call a very obvious goaltending call that they should have called, and it was a freaking mess because How of it. How do you know about sports? I know he, about basketball. He, he, he's he been watching casually for a long time. You can't be a guy and not I casually played basketball. Been, been, yeah, been pulled into the world of sports. Right. Some people are just you know addicted to it, and some for people are not. For the last six years that I've known Russell... He didn't come in the league. No with sports. It. I always, I've always enjoyed basketball. That's the Vols lost too. Yeah, yeah screw it. the Vols. But I didn't uh, know that. <laughs> Mox, Mox bummed me out. I, it took me all weekend to get over there. I watched the, the next Illinois uh, at the Houston game and rooted so hard against Illinois. It was so much fun watching. Well, there you go. Uh, Jamie Poole is a professor at the uh, at the Ohio State University. Thank you very much. Um, Not the and, University of California in and, Ohio. And his his yeah exactly his <laughs> his. Um, thesis material that he actually used was the underdog phenomenon inside the human brain. Hmm. He's actually a neuroscientist, and uh, he has studied the human beings across the globe, whether they be Australian Aborigines or what, or or Clinkets or, or or whatever you know from from Native Alaskans. We all root for the underdog mm-hmm. if we don't have a vested interest in the contest. If we're rooting for our team, we root for our team. Other than that, we are wired to root for the underdog. His theory is that because we would like to think that we ourselves are capable of rising above expectations and doing something great. It, so. what's, it's what makes that tournament so great and throw in the other factor of it's all do or die. So you are you don't sure. have a rooting interest, and if you don't win, for many of the people on the floor, they're never playing again. So it brings yeah. another yeah. wrinkle of, uh, of intrigue and a dynamic that no other sport can replicate. Very quickly, before we get off of, of sports and get really going here, we'll have Dave Hooker, of course, in just a minute. Um, do you remember even vaguely, your memories of Ingle Stadium are how strong? Very strong. Do you remember Cold Beer Dude? The guy that was there. I was never drinking age there. I know, I know, but there were only two that didn't stop men me. that regularly walked up and down the steps with what the was racks. Rick, Richard? Yes. Okay, was he the, Cold Beer Dude? Yeah, Cold Beer Dude. <laughs> I just knew his name was Richard. Cold Beer Dude. He yeah. had a bobblehead. Yes, he did. Yes, he had his own bobblehead, and, and, and he literally, Scott Sullivan, who was our you know artistic director and, and boss at you know Sullivan Coleman, Sullivan Jacobus, Sullivan Jacobus and Story, all the ad agency names that we had in that conglomerate, over there, whenever we would go to a businessman special, which is what they used to be called, we would literally, the first time he came walking by, we would just say, have a seat, dude. And he would just sit down and we would just basically just buy his entire container of beer. And if somebody else wanted one, they'd have to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> and and he sat around, but but I, I did some cleaning this weekend, and I want you to know that it was Rebecca's idea but I found this, and he brought this by to the station. When he he retired, when they moved, he actually got religion as well, and he quit drinking. This is his jersey. Aww, this is cold, awesome. and I'm giving, it, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Aww. I'm giving it. I'm giving That's it to nice. you. This this is this. Oh, cool. Because I don't think it would fit me anymore. A <laughs> and B. You're the biggest lookouts fan I know. And it was a cool. big deal when he brought it by. It was, it was, he was retiring it, so it has been washed, and it is ready for wear. Don't so, throw it. So there you go. I'm gonna throw it. I'm no, gonna throw it. I'm gonna no. do it. I'm gonna do no. it. 
Look at there. Ooh. See? Perfect. Good save. Wasn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you just watched basketball. You know how, how to catch things now. Showers and Nothing storms. Fell. Today, showers and storms oh, tomorrow. <laughs> that, can you imagine the karma that's on that? I mean, he went home and washed it every single night and wore it again the next day. It's rather clean. Yeah, I was, was going to say, say it doesn't yeah. smell. I, I, I know how to do laundry. I was I was a, I was a bachelor for a long time. I wonder why the Lookouts logo was white. <laughs> Laundromats are great places to pick up chicks. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> they, they really hey, were. Maybe you need a quarter. <laughs> as, as long as your car door didn't fall off while say. you were talking to them. <laughs> That's a story for another time for those oh, of you man. who've never heard it I've before. Heard it. All right, so Russell Stroud, he's the news guy, and he's got some headlines for you. Well, good morning, everybody. Hope your car doors are staying on yes. your vehicle. Uh, they did not, for one gentleman. A Chattanooga man suffered a broken thigh after he was trapped in the twisted wreckage of his car following a crash of the Wilcox Tunnel. The fire department says that the vehicle crashed into a tree and then flipped over. The front end looked like crumpled aluminum foil, and I'm not exaggerating. Despite this, the man inside was awake and alert. Although he was in pain, he was extracted with power tools and he was taken to the hospital where he is expected to be okay again. Just a broken thigh, which is a big deal, but it's a lot less than it could have been. I saw that wreckage. I did too. Yeah. He Good is, Lord. He ought to buy lottery tickets for the next six months. Seriously. Uh, two Chattanoogans, Dewan Cooper and Edward Ayaya, I believe, were arrested on federal charges, accused of distributing fentanyl that's been linked to multiple deaths now. Agents were able to make the arrest thanks to a wiretap warrant they obtained on Cooper's phone, where he allegedly discussed multiple drug deals. Cooper has several prior convictions, including one for facilitating aggravated robbery and one for selling crack. And finally, District Attorney candidate Cody Womp and the NAACP are in a bit of a dispute. Cody Womp is at a meeting, was at a meeting of Republican women, and said that she could not support the NAACP because of its lack of support for police officers, saying that they were divisive. The NAACP then demanded an apology, saying that she was mischaracterizing their organization. Ms. Womp was quoted as saying, The NAACP has accomplished some good things in the last hundred years, but one of them is not the way they've treated law enforcement, and I just can't stand behind it right now. She went on to say that the NAACP should have black-on-black -black shootings on their website, in addition to African Americans who had been killed by the police. Live from a CIA observation post in the Ural Mountains, it's Dave Hooker. Not a good weekend to be a basketball fan in East Tennessee. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Both Tennessee teams, the University of Tennessee, the Volunteers, and Chattanooga fell in the first uh, couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament. And as for Chattanooga, a team that probably should have ever been considered a real factor in the tournament, did look like they could be a factor in their first round loss on Friday night. And then with the Vols, they get to the second round, face a Michigan team, and then Tennessee forgets how to shoot late in the game, which is troublesome, much like me just going through puberty. But <laughs> the problem with fans that want to overreact is they don't want to look at college basketball for what it is, and that is the easiest sport to be upset, the easiest sport to out there and have one bad game in the whole season has a pill cast over it. Well, that's exactly what both seasons should be considered, but not at all indications that either program is going in the wrong direction. Love what Chattanooga basketball has going with the Paris. Love what Tennessee has going with Rick Barnes up in Knoxville. So there's no reason 
to think that you should make some sort of coaching change or a rash decision. I understand fans are upset, but unlike football with where the better team most oftentimes wins or other sports where there are series of games instead of just a single elimination game, this happens. Has it happened too much for Rick Barnes? Probably so, but we can have that discussion at another time. As for this season, both teams accomplished a lot. Don't let that cloud your remembrance of them. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. The Chattanooga Drive. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Just need a reminder of who we are. Yeah. He's just admiring a shirt. I, 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 I love say, Dave's voice crack there. Yeah. I will say, um, <laughs> watch it, because I do have some experience with basketball, believe it or not. I played quite a bit, uh, not on like a professional or even a, a school team or anything, but I played a lot with my friends. And I went to a lot of my friends' high school games, like a lot. And I've been to a few college games too, so I, I enjoy basketball quite a bit. Um, the mocks seem like a very, in terms of their demeanor, they seem like a very mature team as yeah. opposed to the the Illini, who seem to be very rash and and kind of angry the whole game. Well, I don't know the uh, the grades, uh, you know, freshman, junior, seniors, the numbers for Illinois, but generally speaking, higher seated bigger conference basketball are younger teams. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. mid-majors have lots of juniors well, again, and seniors because many of those players don't ba- play the Baptiste four or five years. Baptiste is a 60-year senior. Yeah, six freaking years. I mean, that brings yeah. a lot of maturity to the court right there. I mean, Dude's keep in mind, I was going to say, at that age, a year or two makes a big difference. It really does, You know, yeah. once you get up and up, you know, like mine and Jen's age, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 10 years doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, at 20, 24 to, to 19 is a is a yeah. lifetime. It, it really is. is a yeah. lifetime. All right, uh, so that's a whole deployment. The upfront wrap-up brought to you by Bruce Dodd and People's Home Equity five nine one nine eight zero one chatmortgage dot com. You know interest rates are going to be going up in the near future, and then they're going to go up again. Then they're going to mm-hmm. go up again. Lock it in now. Call Bruce today and lock it in now. Do pack it. it up. Pack it in. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, upfront wrap-up where we try our best. Us being Jeff Styles with a Y, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud. Brian Stone, Sabrina Smedley joining us in just a little bit, running for county mayor of Hamilton, of course. She's now a regular. <laughs> and um, and and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're just going to go ahead and pour as many headlines into your brain as we possibly can in a very short amount of time. I guess until she pokes her head in. Eh? Here we go. Boeing 737 goes down to unknown reasons and a very mountainous and remote region of China. Yeah, but there's video of it. Sound, uh, the wildfires raging because of the crash took them a long time to get there. There were 130 people. No, there weren't. There were 123. 123. Thank you. All right. So that's that's the difference between when I saw the story uh, this morning because it's been breaking. It's probably changed. Since no, I then. think Jeff is right, but I think there were 123 passengers ah, plus and then the crew. crew makes oh, it. Crew. All right. Uh, so but, I mean, I mean it doesn't really uh, nobody survived. I can grant you that. No, there's no there, way. There's, there's no, there's, pieces. No, there's no survivors the of that plane, crash. Yeah, I saw a video of it. Uh, the plane totally like vertical nose dove yeah. into the ground. Yeah. It had lost complete capacity. It, it, it couldn't even didn't even have enough speed to go into a glide. No, it had, if it had been a higher altitude, it could have actually achieved a glide at least of 
you know, 20 to 1, yeah, you the, know, give them a chance. But no, you're not going to go do a jart, lawn dart imitation into a mountain range and it, live. For some reason, lost a whole lot of speed really quickly. That's and that's right. the confusing thing is that it lost, uh, I think, around 100 miles an hour of speed just like that. Powerful no beams of microwaves. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. And it's another blow for Boeing. Yeah, it is. It and they, really is. They didn't need it. Um, breaking news all over the place this morning, too. Clarence Thomas hospitalized with right. flu-like symptoms. It did not say it was COVID. certainly mm-hmm. sounds like COVID. Um, and I don't know that he's taken a great political stance. His wife certainly His has. His wife definitely has, but we can't uh, really control that now, can we? They, they're you know very obviously worried about another Biden appointment. As Katanji Brown-Jackson goes in for her first confirmation hearings today, tomorrow, over the course of this week. She's already been there six times, like, at this point. (laughs) She's gone through federal, you know, this this seating process, this vetting process. The only thing they can seem to, to find is that she has been light- in the past, depending on how you look at it, and this is a, a matter of speculation, mm. on child sexual offenders. Yeah, I think that uh, that is a matter of concern. However, how likely is that to become an issue during her tenure in the Not Supreme very Court? Big. Not very. Uh, one thing I, I want to say is, uh, number one, uh, Clarence Thomas has some kind of infection, and that's why he has yeah. flu-like symptoms. Uh, and number two, the the fear of one party or another gaining control of uh, appointments of Supreme Court justices, I don't think is very well-founded sometimes. like Look at John Roberts. Well, look at Amy Coney Barrett. There's, yeah, already. Already yeah. she's thrown them curveballs, yeah, which is what you want. She's moderate, if anything. I mean, people were worried about you know the Roe yeah. v. Wade thing, but they're lawyers, man. They're going to they, follow the they law. They know how to separate their personal feelings from the precedent of right. the law that sets before them. Yeah, um, that's the That's the only vetting process they need to have. Do they have that capacity, or do they drag their baggage with them? Yeah, that's all I'm really worried about. And even on the topic of firearms and those kinds of things, look, the law is the law, and I understand they have a job to do. Tennessee State Senator Katrina Robinson given a year for wire fraud. She pled guilty to that a while back. The state of Georgia trying to make it easier for residents to access mental care and substance abuse issues, and who's not going to be for that, Seriously, obviously. Parkridge got a lot of health news, too, getting a new ER, which would be nice for them, I'm sure. Hamilton County has a new program called Baby and Me Tobacco-Free. I I can't tell you how excited I am about this. Really? I have seen heroin, hardcore heroin smack junkies get off of heroin so much easier than the smokers I know have been able to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. There is no addiction like it. There's nothing that even comes close. You say you've got a one in six chance of making it if you are a full-blown crystal meth addict to being free of that, you know, substance for the rest of your life. If you get clean, you've got a, a slight chance of being able to make it. It's an insidious drug, nothing compared to nicotine. And, uh, it's, it's just, I mean, and it seems to last forever. I mean, didn't you smoke? No. You I, did. I never did. a smoker. <clears throat> yeah, I hope my mom's not listening. Uh, yeah, I, I used to. Um, and then I switched to vaping for a while, uh, which I think is in some ways more insidious, actually. Um, and I was able to quit quite easily. I was able to quit cold turkey. I just quit. I, but I know I'm I think weird. people, <laughs> t- t- 20 years free after a certain act, be it sex, having a drink, you know, something stressful, they still want that cigarette. 
Yeah, and you know, when you see it, the worst thing is when you see it on TV and you're like, ooh, I yeah. remember that. I, uh, I've smoked my entire life and have no more of an addiction to it than I do chocolate. Yeah, like you know, I like chocolate, but I don't. I don't but you eat don't. Chocolate. You don't ever. You don't ever get Jonesy for a cigarette. But I and have. You know, I, I still smoke every now and again. Every you know, I probably have twelve cigarettes a year. I was going to say, what are you? Are you a, are you a pack no. a week? You're not even a pack no, a week. No, I'm not even. I don't just even purchase said twelve them. a year. Yeah, I mean, I just like yeah. Kate. I think I might have had one on Friday. That's, well, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> That's how I was too, and I was able to maintain that with no problems at all. But I just quit for health reasons because it's well, it's disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely it disgusting. Disgu- it's nasty. Yeah. It makes me sick it's, smelling it's, people over the cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, NAACP and the dust up with Cody Womp, mostly over qualified immunity uh, seems to be the sticking point. But it really is over the fact that she skipped out on their uh, you know uh, debate or forum mm-hmm. and. I mean, she and she sat right here, looked us in the eye. That had already occurred when she was in here, so mm-hmm. she knew it was coming. And I, I, I have no reason to disbelieve her that she said, "I can't be there. I've already said I'm going to be here right. at the Hamilton County Women's Republican Luncheon, which I'm sure is an easier, softer target for her sure. and for her message. You know, let's put a fir- our first district attorney, female, mm-hmm. you know, general in there, and. Yeah, I don't blame her for that at all. It's the her, comments that are a her little bit comments sketchy. that followed the NAACP's complaint about the fact that she skipped it, and then somebody was rolling tape, of course, and every mic is live and mm-hmm. every camera's on, mm-hmm. and she didn't say anything damning. She just, I mean, why would the NAACP put up numbers of black on black crime on their website? That's not their mission statement. No. That I mean, it's it's a very vital number to know if you're going to be district attorney general, but not if you're head of the local NAACP. Right. And they are demanding an apology, and I can grant you they're not going to get one. Well, and don't think that the NAACP doesn't have an interest in ending uh, inter-race violence. I mean, for heaven's sake, we know that they have an interest in that. It's, it, it seems counterintuitive to make a statement yeah. like that, in my opinion, but... Hey, well, I know Sabrina has, you know, she's been been talking a lot about gangs and gang violence in the county and, and her ads. We'll talk to her about that in just a minute. A um, lot of violence this weekend, Southeast Arkansas car show shooting. And, and they, re- they they link it to the car show somehow. Yeah. But it seems to be completely unrelated and just spilled over into the crowd. As far as I can tell. Yeah. One dead and 24 injured, 24 injured and Austin. South by Southwest begins. That's Four right. people shot in Austin. They have a record. They have a history of shootings at South by Southwest. And remember, that didn't start as a music festival. That started as a technology festival. That's right. And yeah. then it got it got transmogrified into <laughs> what it is now, which is one of the leading festivals, I'll just say quote unquote in general. It's more of an event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like if you took Coachella and you know the the stuff that Jobs tried to do. Uh, what did he call that? The the one festival, the oh. one festival, the tech festival. Yeah. You know, and 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 jam them together. Then that's that's where you are. And then arts and literature and everything yeah. else and movies. Movies, and, lots of movies debut at South by Southwest. Yeah, now. absolutely. Um, did you see the story out of uh, Cherokee County, the murder suicide? No. That's a really weird one. I'll, I'll summarize. Um, it, the police were called out to a home after a report of gunshots. They arrive. They find a 57-year-old man uh, dead, shot to death, and a 19-year-old girl uh, dead, shot to death, and they believe that it was a murder-suicide. 
I don't know which did which, uh, but there was a third person inside the home who was not injured. It's a very weird one. Notice we haven't even gotten to Ukraine yet, and we'll have all week to talk about Ukraine, of course, but I'll kind of just wrap this local stuff up. Janet Hines is asking for a new trial. That's just, you know what, I'm not even sure how much Why, the, so they can send us or even more? I, 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 I don't, I honestly, I, I can just about grant you that that was not her idea. Mm-hmm. That is her attorney going through the motions, and she would have to take an extraordinary step to stop the cycle from continuing to, to move in its normal direction, and that's going to be appeal, 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 until the sentence has been completely served. Yeah. You know, there's always right. something in the works. That's usually what they do, and Janet Hines, you know, for, for all the negative things one could say about her, she did seem to be genuinely remorseful. Yeah, she, she did. did, yeah, in, in the end. Stacey Abrams, all right, A, nobody disputes the fact that she's going to be the, the lone Democratic contender for the Georgia gubernatorial oh, race. Yeah. And uh, B, I did not know she was such a Trekkie. Did you see this this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was she, a little bit pandery. A little bit. <laughs> I was like, a are little you guys serious? Bit. And somebody should have discussed her costuming because hmm. she looks like Pee Wee's big top <laughs> in that outfit. And it black is, nice. black is supposed to be slimming, but she's wearing a black circus tent. <laughs> And she's an alien creature. It's more of a navy blue. And I'm telling you, it's just not a good look. No, no, she was the president of Earth. I know she was the president of United Earth. Yeah, good that, luck. That's, that's the role she plays on whatever the current Star Trek she's show is that is even, actually out there making episodes. She's not even the governess of the state of Georgia, so I, I don't know how she rose to president of Earth. Now we can fly, oh, 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 the College Dell traffic stop, which we mentioned, yeah. mentioned that's yesterday. Oh, my. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Department was asked to step in and investigate, and now we know why. Because the man who was stopped was a Uber Eats or a Grubhub driver. He One was of those, a yeah. food delivery guy. He did everything right. The video, the video he shot, when it started getting ugly, he started shooting video. Mm-hmm. And it shows him he's holding his license like this. He's got a, a top carrier you know, on, on, on his vehicle that says Grubhub or whatever he was working for, the officer has already got his taser pulled, aimed at him like a pistol, and he just continues to say, get out of the car, get out of the car. Black driver, white cop, Collegedale, Tennessee, he is hesitant to get out of the car, so he tases him and then just grabs him and roughs him up as he pulls him from the vehicle and if you don't think that's going somewhere, you are not paying attention to America yeah, today. Yeah, and of course, there are, you know the, the people who are going to say these things will say that, well, he should have just gotten out of the car. Yeah, of course, and, but I mean, that's and everybody else inside the black community, including the NAACP, says, stay in the car, keep your hands at 10 yes. and 2, mm-hmm. do everything Why you're asked to do. Why did they stop him in the first place? Don't know. Don't know. I'm not even sure. They, I haven't seen it actually reported anywhere what the original cause for stop was. You want me to, to, to just guess? Guesstimate? I would guess it was probably his license plate light flickered once. Black driver in white neighborhood didn't make sense. Somebody said something, and and officer duly reported it, and then he didn't dance fast enough that to the music that the, the cop now. was playing for him. There are so many delivery services. I understand. There's, Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Let's just, I tell you what, when Keon comes back from Arizona, we'll put him in the car with me, and we'll go to Signal Mountain, 
and we'll drive around and then we'll go to Alton Park and drive around and see who gets pulled over first for having somebody that is not of the right race in the neighborhood. It would be a race. Don't 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 think don't think it wouldn't be. <laughs> it would be a race. Yeah. Uh very quickly, Ukraine just this supposedly 14,000 Russian soldiers killed already, six generals. Yep. Russians setting up concentration camps as we would call them. They're calling them refugee camps mm-hmm. as they continue to strike refugee camps they hit over the course of the weekend underground munitions bunkers with hypersonic missiles our navy says we'll have them by next year this is this is a this is an embarrassment into a to a degree to the u.s armed forces that they have these things and are firing them and they work and we are way behind the curve on this particular weaponry for another time uh one hit dead center in kiev a, a missile strike at a shopping mall destroyed yep. several homes. President Biden, Biden is heading to Poland later on this week uh, to meet with Western leaders. Putin had his, you know, U2 moment in front of 200,000 people in a stadium, most of whom were conscripted off the streets and said, go inside, wave this flag and do what you know needs to be done for our national leader to make it look like it was a huge pep rally for Putin, yeah. and you could see exactly what it was. And the one other thing I'll say before we get Sabrina in here is this. How about some Lancer missiles? Those things were designed, and they have performed so admirably. They're designed to take off and then achieve elevation and come down through the top of the tank, mm-hmm. which is the least armored part. And we have seen the success of that weapon system. There are dead tanks everywhere everywhere around ukraine yeah well that's why i i keep saying like people uh demand that nato do more it's like i think that we've done quite enough in terms of allowing them the capability to destroy uh russian tanks i mean the russian tanks don't have a chance at this point well i tell you what let's do this we will switch around all right and while you guys are moving and sabrina smedley is coming in county commissioner and wants to be county mayor uh, i'm gonna ask um jen this question and you probably i don't know that you have a ready answer but um, Will and Kate are yes. are in the Caribbean, yep. touring the Caribbean nations that have been British colonies in the past right. and are still considered to be part of the British Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. They visited Barbados yesterday. They're going to Jamaica today. Right. And, you, of and course, they're protesting. Yeah, my, my favorite you know place in the Caribbean, Belize, and one particular island off the coast of Belize, was that was British Honduras up until 1978 when mm-hmm. I was a senior in high school. They changed, it became independent. What is in it for these small nations to be in the Commonwealth? What do they get out of it to have the link to the queen? Is it defense, is it protection, is it's, it money, or is it just- It's all of that. It's all of that. I honestly don't know. I, I, don't, don't, know. I don't know why they're protesting. I, I really only saw a snippet of that story this morning on the Today Show. Well, so, I, you know, some, I'll, some, I'll something dig you more. can research. Yeah, I, I'll I'm dig throwing, into it. I'm going to call that the duh category. That's and that's right literally me saying, duh, I don't know. Yeah. And not just coming up with a good, you know, a good excuse just to make fun of somebody. We can make fun of me because I'd like to. I'd, I mean, seriously, what's in it for them to remain in the Commonwealth? And it looks to me like Belize is doing fine. They broke away and there are no ties anymore whatsoever. Right. I'm sure there are some people down there who still long for the days of you know, uh, being able to look at the queen sure. and say that we're part of that empire. 
that the sun never rests on, which I, I guess that stopped a long time ago. Even though there were the protesters, it, it, did, it did look like Will and Kate had a very good visit. All right, we have our guest in the studio. Do we, Brian, do you want to mess with the sound effect? Don't even worry about sound effects. I'm going to make a, sound, a deep dive sound effect. <laughs> dive, dive. <laughs> and we're going to do a deep dive with Sabrina Smedley, county commissioner, who is running for county mayor. And good morning to you, ma'am. Good morning. Thank you guys for it having me. It has been five, six, seven, eight years since uh, I actually had you in the studio. It's That's been a right. long time been watching your career you've done a very good job i think Thank as county you. commissioner why do you want to be county mayor i got to start with that generic question that's it's con- it's it's obligated contractually i have to ask to start with that question <laughs> well um if you paid attention to this i was the last one to enter the race yes. first of all it's a huge decision yes it is. and when you make a decision like this it doesn't just impact you it impacts your loved ones as well yeah. uh you know They're your husband campaigning. your kids exactly you know and so anytime you're in the the media um, you know, it, it affects them too, especially if it's something that's not positive. So, a big decision. Um, I've loved serving. Uh, honestly, just since I've been in office over eight years, it's been phenomenal to be a part of decision making for great things going on in my district, but it, for Hamilton County as a whole. Can y'all remember me ever saying, Boy, that Sabrina Smedley's a bonehead. No, <laughs> I can't. I I don't think I have. I mean, I mean, I I, I don't think I have. I can't recall. I don't you think anybody's called me that yet. <laughs> Nobody's called me that yet. You know, I've I've put a lot into it. I've taken it very seriously. I've remained passionate about it. And back in 2014, when I ran for the first time, my slogan then was focused on what matters to people. And I've remained true to that, and I've stayed focused on that because it is the people that elected me that I represent. We'll dig down, dig down just, a, just a hair on that in just a minute, but let me ask you, um, is there anything wrong, and I know this would be taking a shot in, in some sense at Mayor Coppinger, and you probably don't want to do that, but is there anything wrong with the way the mayor's office is being run now? Is there anything that you, you that's on your plate, number one, first day, fix? No, I think that we've done a good job. It's been a pleasure to serve with Mayor Coppinger over the last eight years, and I'm going to give him a lot of credit. This last term, I know, has been hard because he has dealt with COVID, which is a it, it's a no-winning issue. He was our local leader. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, right. let's be frank. Right. I, these are my words, not Sabrina's. Our city mayor completely disappeared. He went underground into a bunker, and he stayed there, and he did not do us any services with his occasional tweets out. Mayor Coppinger stepped up. He did. Along with, you know, our police chief, along with our health department officials that were put into he these did. positions. On top of dealing with COVID, though, he had to deal with tornadoes as well. My yeah. district that I represent was devastated. And demonstrations by in the streets in 2020. Absolutely. And you made a great point. So I bought another business three months before COVID hit. Pure Bar Fitness, two locations. I love that. Not the I idea though, time to buy a fitness. Yeah, I was going to say, right? great, great timing. <laughs> so, note to, note to self, watch what Sabrina ever. does and do the opposite in the stock market. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So six weeks, I was shut down under the city mayor. Um, I was calling the county mayor daily and thank God that the governor gave him the authority over the city mayor and that's when we were able to reopen. Businesses can't stay, I mean, function and and make money close down. Hang on a second. Everybody hears that very loud and clear. (laughs) Why do you love Pure Bar so much? Well, I was a very serious dancer and dancers are athletes despite the misconception. And And Pure Bar is a very low impact 
but very high intensity. High intensity. Yeah, really. Yeah, is. you get really is. four dancers. You get amazing. Bar with the two R's and the E, by the way. The oh. fancy French spelling. You don't have to be a dancer though, and it does not matter. What I love about it, it does not matter what your fitness level is it's for everyone That's we have a right. beginner class all the way through our most challenging class and it doesn't matter since it is it doesn't matter your age you know as you get older we're prone you to more that. injury we're <laughs> prone to well well we're guys usually don't come back after trying to to, to be honest Jeff. usually the guys come and do it one time it's and they tough. don't come back yeah. it is tough but it's really, really good because it's low impact, and you're less likely to get injured. Or and something it works. Like that. I mean, it, it really, work. really works. Yeah, it works. All right. Do you? Do you? Do you? Uh, let me say that. Let me tell this quick story. Please. Do you remember our coworker Angie, who went on to yes, work yes, Channel Nine yes, for yes. forever? Yes. Um, she was a an aerobics instructor at the uh-huh. sports barn. Sure. And I was working out. I was working out with weights every day. I was in excellent shape. I was really, I was I was training for something. It might have been an, a 150 bike ride. It might have been the mountain climb. She invited me to come to one of her classes one day, and I said, "Sure, I'll walk in there." Yeah. Within 12 minutes, I had already walked off the floor, <laughs> grabbed my towel, and was drinking water and was sucking wind and going, "My God!" That would be you at yeah, Pure Bar. Yeah, exactly. It would be. It would All be. Right. All right. So we got that settled. All right. Uh, the, 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 the commercial yeah. that you have, yeah. we've, I've noted it a couple of times and I said, it's, a, it's 50, 50. And in, in this sense, you, 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 you knocked it out of the park Thank you. with the overall spot, the way you, you approached the good old boy system. Yeah. Um, incredible, you know, possibility. And you used it. God doesn't give you these very often, these softballs, but by saying good old boy you were able to hit both your opponents with one stone squarely between the eyes then though you said something that that it it seemed somewhat of a non-starter to me when you said how could they understand our conservative values if they were not fill in the blank and the only thing i could fill in the blank with was raised kids as a single mother which is kind of i'm just following the syntax and grammar well, it's not and just sentence that. structure it's not so i mean just that. i just want to say conservative values certainly can be found in ways other than the way you well, had to well live your life. and i guess to each their own everybody can't has their own opinion sure and their own thought process and that's what makes the world go around right that's what makes but, America but what i was trying to do was really um share my story my story is a a story of faith and hard work um as a single parent and i don't just say single two mom businesses. well there's single dads out there yeah. too i mean single parents in general but you know i've everything i've done i've done from the ground up hard work uh keeping the faith perseverance and raising three kids by myself you know i had someone say oh surely you had help no i didn't have any help other than my mom and my loved ones but you know and and that's not an oh pat me on the back what that is is i think that most people out there in hamilton county most citizens i think they can connect and appreciate with someone that has done something from the ground up that's had to make tough decisions that has really struggled to make ends meet at one point but in the, their the life. other part of that i don't mean to interrupt your, your train of thought but was riding their daddy's coattails i think it's fair to say and they've both been in here that they did not have to struggle the way that you had to struggle that's given right. their name i think that's fair to say position. i think that's fair to say and here's what else you can say so just shift that from business to politics i don't have a daddy who's been a politician 
I don't have anyone in my family for my entire has, lifetime. Right. I, I don't have anyone in my family that has run for office and served. No one in my immediate family. So I've not had anyone pave the way for me in that sense. I don't have anyone that can reach out and make those uh, phone calls and raise money for my campaign. I'm having to run a grassroots campaign. I'm having to knock on doors. I'm having to make those calls for myself. Actually, very quick, uh, Russell, Jen, I want you guys to ask questions, yeah. too. Uh, you just got an endorsement over the weekend from the firefighters. Yeah, That's and we got one. the uh, IBPO, the, uh, pl- yeah. the law enforcement officers as well, men and yeah. women of the of the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department. Okay, just very, wanted to go very ahead and get proud of that. Um, t- tossing it off to you guys if you have any questions. Sure. Well, first of all, good to see you again. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, good to see you too. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. Oh, well. Sabrina's done a lot of radio. You're, you're good at lying too, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Check. Uh, no, but uh, every, every candidate we've had in so far uh, has really had a big focus on education, which, of course, is under the umbrella of the county, as we know. Uh, what would be your approach, because they've all highlighted it so heavily, I'm curious about what your approach to education moving forward would be just in a general sense. The ball would be in your court. Well, it's huge. I mean, I've got several things that I think are important. Education is one of those top things that I I really want to be focused on. It is 64% of our overall budget. Let me say this, though. One thing I'm saying that no one is saying about education. If you paid attention to where I did my announcement, it was at mm-hmm. the Mary Garber site, which will be our next vocational trade school. I and I chose that site. I was very strategic in choosing that site for two reasons. One, uh, I was very proud that the county commission voted unanimously for the funding for that. But two, and more importantly, is it's representative of what partnerships can do together. That's county and city government, AGC, Chattanooga State. And as the next county mayor, I'm going to look for those types of partnerships so we hear a lot about post-secondary opportunities vocational trade schools i've met with the superintendent we've discussed schools that are currently grossly under capacity that could be repurposed into additional vocational trade schools as mayor i'm going to support those initiatives and provide those opportunities to our students but here's what nobody's talking about If you really want to fix education, you have to go back to the beginning where it all starts. Only 30% of the kids entering kindergarten are ready. I agree. There is a lot of opportunity with organizations like United Way, Chamber of Commerce, our city mayor, to really deal with early childhood development. But as county, we are tasked with funding K through 12, right? So where I really can have an impact is that third grade reading level. If we're not Only. there, that's that's the magic point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I is. know kid, right. kids are all different. They all grow right. differently. But the, if I, I, uh, I can, this is total anecdotal, but I cannot remember a kid in the third grade, and I remember third grade very well, fourth grade, who couldn't read. Right. I don't remember one kid who could not read when Me it was neither. their turn to well, stand up and yeah. read. Only, well, only 36% of our third graders are reading on grade level. And if you can't read, it doesn't matter what post-secondary opportunities but if you that's offer hap- a child. If that's, You've got to read the manual. If that's happening, we can control the school time. We can't get into the homes. How, how do we right. fix that? Well, so in talking with the superintendent, there's a focus now on curriculum. It's really focused on literacy. Also, there's a focus on additional training for teachers to teach them how to teach literacy the right way and to do it more effectively. But here's what else I've talked about. We have to incentivize our greatest and best teachers, our veteran teachers, to go into those most challenging schools where the test scores are the lowest. So often, 
new teachers have been placed there and what happens they quit the lifespan of a teacher now is three years or less mm-hmm. we have to incentivize our veteran let, teachers let me i'm gonna i'm gonna insert one needle before i turn it over to jen sure. and we'll move on sure. and that is the, the saying that i will guarantee that parents get back involved if they want to be in schools you know we'll make them in, and you know we'll allow are parents not involved if, if they try to be because well, we have I, to I've, teach. I've stated, we've talked about this before i think any parent that says hey I'd like to come talk to you about something going on with my kid. The teacher's going to go, oh, my God, thank you. Yes, please. Well, it goes beyond that, though. It is getting parents where they want to be involved mm. and teaching parents to value education. If a parent doesn't value education, how does a child? So that statement is more about that as well. It's teaching parents to be involved and to want to be involved and to value education okay. and how important That's that is enough. to pass and it on to, to your child. how to get involved, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, I just have some little questions. Sure. What's your master's degree? Uh, business administration, and I did that while serving on the commission. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a glutton uh, for punishment, apparently. Here's a dumb question. <laughs> my wife's going back to get her what degree. Is, here, well, dumb, for that. dumb question. What is forced annexation? Okay, so oh, people have that's asked good. me. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. I'm it very used, passionate about it. It used to be it. something everybody knew the answer to. I'm very, and you've talked yeah. to me about yes, this yes, before, yes, Jeff, yes, back yes. when this was happening. So people asked me, how did you get involved in politics? And it was being an everyday citizen. So owning my own real estate brokerage, if you remember back in 2009 and 10, that's when the market had crashed. Mm-hmm. And the city had a shortfall in the budget. And rather than pulling back on their budget, the answer was to grow the tax base and pull the unincorporated into the city limits. So I had, mind you, at my brokerage, I had people coming in every day suffering. I had folks coming in that had been given the pig slip at work, lost their job. I had folks that had an adjustable rate mortgage coming due and their payment was going up three or $400 a month. So one day I just got ticked off. And there was a community meeting at Westview Elementary, I'll never forget, and it was about forced annexation. I attend that meeting. It was packed. People were out in the parking lot. It was unbelievable how many people came to that meeting. Out of that meeting, there were eight of us that got together, eight citizens, and we formed HCRAA, which stood for Hamilton County Residents Against Annexation. I remember we went, it well. Yeah, yeah, we went around and raised $250,000. We hired an attorney out of Knoxville. His name was David Buke. He spent his entire career fighting for annexation. We hired him, and he slapped 13 lawsuits against the city of Chattanooga. I can give you a real-life example. Do you remember? I I lived at the time out on in Harrison on Vincent Slough. Yes, yes. On Vincent Slough, and we were not we were not part of the part of the part of the city at the time, and the the residents there had absolutely formed a wall of resistance and the annexation that they proposed came to a certain point and it stopped where the citizens got loud and angry and yeah. upset yeah and it was it was like we're going to reach over and we're going to pull you you're, we were the borg you will be assimilated <laughs> yeah there's no you know it's right. it. resistance is futile and so what do we get for it fire service we have a perfectly good volunteer fire department Absolutely. that you know so well you you, you can get onto the sewer line already pay for a sewer line that i don't even think it really exists i don't think there's a sewer line (laughs) under that road i have a septic tank like all my neighbors so what services were we going to get for these new taxes and they had no answer absolutely we had the same issue in ringold actually the the city limits end at my parents property because they pulled the same thing they said will you get police protection we said the sheriff's office is right across the street from us (laughs) well and if you know 
our local fight, that grassroots level fight, got our state representative's attention. And if you remember the late Mike Carter, yeah, he yeah. and Bo Watson took our fight to the state level and they got legislation passed where cities can't forcefully annex anymore. So that's how I even got exposed to politics in the first that's place. A good and question. it was it was a great question and something I'm very passionate about still because honestly we have to keep our eye on that. Sure. Because at I any want, point they could try to overturn that legislation. So I it's have critical. One, one to more keep quick question. How important is it to you that you're a woman? How important would it be for you to win this and be the first? She can't be a good old I'm woman. running on my merit, not my gender. Yeah. That's my answer. I have an eight-year track record. Uh, I've been a good commissioner. I've but you would be good, the first. I've been a yeah. good chairman. Well, that's Wouldn't neat that, and all. Somebody's got to be. That's, that's not important? No, no. Okay. Absolutely not. Um, there are too many things we are currently doing in sure. Hamilton County government that need to be carried through. And I appreciate people pointing out. I think people can look at me and obviously tell I'm a woman. But like I tell everyone that asks me that, I'm running on my merit and on my gender. I'm offended by that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see gender. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to even go there. <laughs> I was talking to this chick the other day. Uh, no, I don't see gender. Um, okay, uh, David Cook made an excellent, excellent point in his column the other day that there's not a gang problem. Well, he's wrong. All right, I was. He's I, wrong. You, you read the column. He's wrong. There 14 crimes in That's... two years that were gang related. Why even lead with that? Well, I say don't listen to the liberal media, right? right? Honestly, because it's not true. As a matter of fact, I had so many people reach out to me after that article and say he is so wrong. I even had someone who worked on the last dedicated gang task force here in Hamilton County say there is over 500 gangs in Hamilton County. I have constituents calling me. Out at Hamilton Place, I had a, a lady that got attacked by a female gang and they're everywhere. Uh, I was working out at the YMCA, came out one morning, and my car had been broken into, and they got it all on camera, and it was female gang. There are gangs all over Hamilton County. They're not exclusive to the inner city. Anyone who does not admit that, Jeff, they've got their head in the sand. And that's why we've got to do something to address it. And as mayor, I do have a plan. Are you pleased, displeased, uh, happy, unhappy? Do you care one way or the other? Sheriff Hammond's giving his endorsements, which is a break in tradition. Uh, Cody Womp was sitting here and said, I gave him the advice that it was legal. And then, of course, she also got his endorsement. Um, do you have a feeling about that one or the other? Uh, my feeling is that I received the IBPO endorsement, the International Brotherhood of Police Officers. That's that, more important that's to me. That's what they're there that's for. That's more important to me, to get the endorsement of the men and the women who put their lives at risk for us every day is so much more important to me than anyone that's elected in office. Those are the men and women that have watched me over the last eight years, and they know who's got their back. Tell me one thing that would surprise me about what you would do as mayor. Um, I'd be, I'd, I would be very dedicated and I would be very true to myself and true to the people that elected me. What'd you say? Um, Sorry. I'm not in this for the title, Jeff. I'm in this to make a difference. Look, I'm 53 years old. I've lived over half my life. For me now, it's about my kids and my grandkids and leaving things better for the next generation and being there doing the work. I can tout all the great things we've done since I've been uh, serving for eight years, but there's a lot of things we're doing now that need to be carried through and I will carry those through and to strive every single day 
to provide additional opportunities for Hamilton County citizens. All right. Well, you have. Uh, I gotta say something else. Please if, do. if we're wrapping please this do. down, we, we let are, me let me stress. Are. Oh, I'm, I was going to give you that me, opportunity. Let me stress how critical this election is. I think there's going to be 66 positions on the ballot. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a new county mayor. That's given. We're going to have a new sheriff. We have a city mayor who's still fairly new. We have a new chief of police. We have a new school superintendent. You might we're have going, a new district attorney. We're general. going to have at least five guaranteed county commissioners, five new ones, three new school board members. I don't know how many new judges, maybe a new DA. I'm the only one running for Hamilton County mayor that has the experience to go in there day one and do the job and bring stability to county government at a time it's really going to need it with that much turnover. There's another good line in the in the commercial, too. I, I mean, I've been in that business for so long, I can't. I, can't judge, I judge them harshly. You like, well, I like that you're talking about my commercials, no, so no, that's a no, good sign. No, but no, I'm, 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 I'm saying, but no, it was a, the, I, you're the only one that had a lick of experience. You even got the Southern expression in that's there. That's right. That now, all right, uh, my, my last statement would be this. I have watched the development over the years of like the Thrive 2055 programs and things like that, which are looking at the area, the larger area. And I live in Sequatchie. He lives in Ringo. Rossville. She lives in, in Rossville, Red Bank. Where's Where's Brian live? Uh, East, East Ridge. Ridge. So he he. I mean I mean we, nobody lives in Chattanooga. None of us can. Uh, uh, only only <laughs> two only two live in the county. I live in a totally different time zone. But surely I mean. You mean tell me I don't have any votes in so, here? So Sequatchie, I mean, is is blowing up, yeah. and obviously there's going to have to be some hands across the border Absolutely. going on there. Yeah, Absolutely. There has to be a regional uh, planning and forward thinking, and that's happening. Uh, that's happening with, like, Thrive and, sure. and things like that. But for sure, you've got to look big. And you've got to look into the future. I know. I mean, where, sure. I mean, I live in a. When you think transportation, any of that, in the boonies out in Sequatchie, but I mean, my my wagons hitched to this economic engine right. called Chattanooga, exactly. like everybody else. Exactly. Well, anything? How do people get in touch with you? Get more information. Absolutely, all that stuff. Sabrina for mayor. And the keys to spell my name right: S A B R. E-N-A, dot com, And we love for people to go on, sign up, follow us. We've got several events coming up. We love for anybody that wants to learn more, come to one of our events. If you want to volunteer, sign up. And, of course, uh, we're taking contributions, too. There so. you go. <laughs> Not like the, the Teenage Witch with an E. No, I'm the e. good one. There you go. I'm the good one. All right. Well, thank you so much for swinging by. Thank we you, guys. Thanks for having nice me. Nice to see you. Right. Yeah, and you uh, we will just kind of just force on here and uh, move on through our normal format as best we can. And uh, everybody's got one. I'm going to make this one real simple. We don't have to have the music for it. Uh, speaking of commercials, this is just a very small thing, a tiny thing. It's a, it's a minuscule thing. But I'm going to beg local ad agencies, local consultants who are people who have failed at their job, couldn't do it themselves, so then they went into the consulting business to tell other people how to do the job they couldn't do. <laughs> Understand? I'm begging that business. Is a thing. I'm begging business owners to quit doing your own commercials. Yes. I mean, there are a few who can get away with it, and I am personally responsible for maybe foisting this <laughs> this this act of intellectual larceny on people, <laughs> you know, by by launching the career of Jim Webster at the Barn Nursery, yes. John McMahon of McMahon Law Firm, but they were good at it. They actually had the type of personality 
that carried it off and carried yeah, they it were through. Characters. They were characters, and they they would they could either be eccentric or extremely just you know a, a serious in their demeanor and and just cut through, but. I don't care whether you stand on your windows. I don't care if your kid is cute. I don't care what your catchphrase is. There are some of you who look like seriously circus clowns. No consultant's going to be able to fix your appearance, and that's all I can look at is how goofy you look when you're on screen. I can't even hear what you're saying, whatever the deal is. But this is a disease that has got to stop. Here's another thing. It had nothing to do with Sabrina being here. I just saw no. I saw one this no. morning. I was going, who told him? Who came in and said, it'd be a good idea if you do your own commercials? If my daughter were 10 years old and still could not pronounce Pinnacle, <laughs> we'd have an issue in my house. We, <laughs> believe it or not, Jen and I actually have a lot of experience together <laughs> in the ad business, and we have heard a lot of business owners who can't even pronounce their own names. I know. Do you remember? <laughs> there was... Don't. No, I'm not no going to name any names. No I'm not going to name any names. But there was one which could not <laughs> could not say the word cheesecake. All right, so and that was a good time. Is that, that was a good time. I don't even. I don't, are, are we? Is that duh? Everybody's got one, or 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 or, or what are you what doing? What are you doing? I thought you, you I thought you slipped the duh. No, in we are. We're, we are. We did. That's, I'm I'm totally good with it. And there's that lawn care one. That one. The one that I'm, a mighty. What are you doing? Come on and get. Uh, we got lawnmowers and we got weed whackers. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Can, are, do, do you, do you ha- are you okay? Can you do this? I can't talk. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Plant-based vegan misconceptions and truths uh, tonight from 6 to 8 at Real Roots Cafe, which I've been to. It's very nice. 607 North Market Street. It's $25. Uh, journey through the science of whole foods, plant-based lifestyles, and enjoy plant-based hors d'oeuvres while you listen and discuss. Also, Crown Subaru and the Chattanooga Community Kitchen are partnering this month for a fill the truck food drive. Donations and canned food foods, bread, and drinks can be dropped off at Crown Subaru at 900 Riverfront Parkway through the end of March. All right, here's one that here's what we're not doing very quickly. We're not saying what we all know to be true. I'm looking at the headline: calls to assassinate Putin heighten risk to U.S. Lawmakers and White House denounce such comments, and of course they go after the comment that Lindsey Graham made, mm-hmm. saying what really needs to happen is somebody needs to cap this guy. From inside his own nation, you can, you can think that all you want. So I was going to say, say so we're yeah. all going to agree to say, shh, don't say what is the obvious truth to anybody with a brain inside the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> shh, don't say what is clearly the case and pretend like that never got said, even though we're all one hundred percent. In agreement with it. Well, it's an interesting dynamic because uh, it's someone who's calling for the assassination of another world leader of a country we're not presently at war with. I mean, that is an important distinction. Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And he has, Dax, by the way, a great idea of something we could be doing in the future, which is working to get some kind of museum or space or listing something 
of the great entertainment forces that have come out of this yes. town. Hmm. And he is thinking that maybe the new baseball stadium might be the place to start. Hall of and fame. he's mentioning Michael Hauser of Widespread Panic, Todd Nance of Widespread Panic. Then you think, of course, of Bessie Smith. You think of Sam Jackson. You think of Reggie White. There's, I see other cities, they have their Hall of Fame out there in front of God and everybody, and we don't. We have a lynching victim. We have um, women with now, which apparently have googly eyes painted on them. Uh, oh, Dowd Akriev's statues of beautiful women, you know, representing spring and they fall and summer. They did not deface yeah. his beautiful yeah. they sculptures. Put googly, they put googly eyes on one of the Just women. Just stick on ones. But we don't have we don't. I have didn't them. do it. We don't have them anywhere. But that's Dax's. Dax is just. He's gotten determined that this is something that needs to happen. I've been saying it for years, and it's good to have somebody on my side. That's all I was going to say. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Don't forget the new podcast, still relatively new, newer than this one, I guess, the Intentional Living Project podcast. Go to the intentionallivingproject.com, the website, and Bruce Dodd is the one that does it. And Bruce, of course, same person that does mortgages and people's home equity and all that good stuff. But this all is something, nice it's, it's a passion project for him, and yes. it's, it's very, very enjoyable. So, all right, it's Pimp's Corner, Pimp Jen Lambert, and she's got a little time. I'm going to start with a sports thing, which I never do, um, and it's going to be very short because I don't know a whole lot about it. But I want to say bravo to Ohio State football player Harry Miller, yes, who announced his medical retirement so he can focus on his mental health. No, he was on the Today Show this morning and gave an incredibly good interview. He basically cried through the whole thing, but mm. I mean, he does so much for for people for he travels he does things for other kids in other countries he gave up an entire he career he gave up his career yeah. and he's hot well, anyway I, that I, can i say something about that sure i think that um you know I, I may rub people the wrong way sometimes with my machismo and my testosterone but i think that uh mental health issues are extremely important yes I have many people in my family uh, very close to me who struggle with mental health issues and i am uh, 100% on board the with what further he's doing. you get into the the culture of machismo the more you're going to run into hurdles and stumbling blocks and stigma uh when it comes to mental health because guys are supposed to be tough mm -hmm. they're supposed to suck it up it's not supposed to bother them you're supposed to have thick skin rub some dirt on it get back out there and that's a disastrous way to feel. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, you got to have some sensitivity. Yeah. Well, you know, he said he he had struggled with this from a very very young age. Yeah, a lot of like people do. Eight, at eight years old, he yeah. was telling his mother he wanted to kill himself. Yeah. Of course, he got treatment then, and that was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but imagine the pressure of being, you know, whatever position he was on this football team, and then, you know, getting hate texts yeah hate yeah. email hate tweets or whatever and then having to go in and do a midterm the next day oh it's tough he just couldn't take it and you know i've i won't say i've dealt with that because i'm not nearly under the extreme pressure that he's under but you know we get a lot of nasty emails sometimes in our line of work uh, well and you know, we have thick skins yeah <laughs> uh nasa has collaborated with eddie vetter to celebrate a new rocket um i listened to the song this morning 
I posted the song to our page and to my Facebook page. And uh, it's really, really good. It's a song that NASA is behind and it's not Rocket Man. It's not Rocket Man. Okay. No. They've unveiled their newest Hmm. mega rocket, which will soon blast off um, for a mission to the moon in honor of the 322-foot-tall rocket called the Space Launch System, or SLS. Mm -hmm. NASA collaborated with Pearl Jam rocker Eddie Vedder to make music video about the impending launch. The song is called Invincible, which is great, and the video features Vedder uh, against an animated montage of the rocket. Where where is it taken off from? Where is it taken off from? I'm not sure. We've been launching a lot of stuff from Ukraine and Russia lately. So All this time, I thought you were talking about Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> no, he's dead. Yeah, and I was he, like, how are they doing better. that? He, yeah, they, they I might, get it. They might collaborate with him when they get out into the outer reaches of space. I was this so confused. This song is really, really good if you like uh, Pearl Jam. And I was going to make a joke that they were going to call it the David Check Lee Rocket. Okay. Thank you so much. Jen, for your corner. I'm not done. Oh, you're not? <laughs> no. Well, he was over here well, doing the, the, the hurry up, hurry up, well, hurry up thing. We need to hurry up yeah, all up. I was going to say. All right, so, fine. I'll save these for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> you're up. All right. Well, first of all, big thank you to Jason Alexander, or Jason Armstrong. <laughs> Jason Alexander from he's, Seinfeld. He's dead. No, no, he's, no, not. he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> A big thank you to a. Any better. <laughs> Jason Armstrong of American Sonic Guitar is not Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Uh, he, he's the true definition of American craftsman. He makes some of the best guitars I've ever seen, and I've seen quite a few in my time. I watch a lot of music videos. Uh, they made out of American exotic woods like Osage Orange and Acacia Koa, uh, persimmon, sassafras, all sorts of cool stuff. Find them on social media, American Exotic Guitars. It's uh, Jason Armstrong, not Jason Alexander. Jason Armstrong, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, if you're into the guitars, you will be into them because they are very awesome. Uh, I'll be very brief, Brian, don't worry. Uh, we're going to talk about the South China Sea, um, which is an area that has not been focused on too much, unfortunately, because it is quite important. Uh, South China Sea is an area of dispute right now between several nations, between uh, Vietnam, Singapore, the Philippines, uh, Taiwan, and China, also known as West Taiwan. Uh, the issue is that China, as in mainland China, the People's Republic of the Communist Chinese, uh, have been militarizing and in fact creating artificial islands in the South China Sea upon which they are placing military bases. And they're doing this in order to expand their exclusive economic zone. Now, see, the Chinese are very smart, just like every other people group. They're very smart, and the Chinese have figured out a way to extend their exclusive economic zone by creating artificial islands. You see, the way an exclusive economic zone works, or an EEZ, is your landmass or an island controlled by your landmass has a certain radius around it in kilometers that counts as your exclusive economic zone, which gives you fishing rights, which is extremely important for the food supply of China. The problem is they keep putting these artificial islands in the South China Sea in areas that shrink the exclusive economic zone of other countries, taking away their fishing rights. This being the case, they've actually gotten in several skirmishes with the fishing boats of other countries, and Chinese naval vessels have actually threatened the fishing vessels of other sovereign nations in what they thought were their exclusive economic zone. It's a pretty big problem. It's also a threat to Taiwan. And the Taiwan question is one that has been underlooked for obvious reasons in the last month because of the Ukraine issue. Uh, But the Taiwan issue is becoming more and more um, 
dire, I would say. The Chinese have been uh, very uh, forward in the amount of aircraft and naval vessels they've put into Taiwan's airspace and waterways. Now, keep in mind, the Chinese do not recognize the airspace and waterways of Taiwan because they see Taiwan as an illegitimate nation, which should be rightfully part of the People's Republic of China because of the split that occurred after the Chinese Civil War in 1949 when the Kuomintang government went over to Formosa, which then became Taiwan. It's a long story. But suffice it to say, the Republic of China is effectively our ally. It's also grown very strong ties to both Japan and to South Korea. Uh, you wouldn't think they would want to have ties with Japan because of the colonial history there with World War II, but they've sort of softened a little bit on that. The Rape of Nanking. The Rape of Nanking and all those issues, which happened under the ROC. Um, but nevertheless, there's sort of a coalition put together of non-communist Asian allies and the communists, which are the Chinese, and everyone is very much worried about what the Chinese may do. So I wanted to take a break from talking about Ukraine and just mention that and say, look up the Guardian article, which is very good, uh, which is simply called China has fully militarized three islands in South China Sea, U.S. Admiral says. I'll uh, email that to Jen and maybe we can get it up on our Facebook cool. page too. And let's all agree Formosa was a better name. <laughs> well, that's the name like, of the island. Like Tanganyika was a better name than Tanzania or yeah. Rhodesia. Yeah. If you got a good name, keep it, for God's sake. It's also says. a restaurant. Tennessee American Water Company providing quality Thank water. You, Drinkable, potable water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. Been doing it for a long time. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide that very same thing I just mentioned. Clean, safe, reliable water, and they do a great job at it. And I will tell a very quick story. It'll take less than a minute. Spring break is going on. It is a disaster. Yes. It is a disaster. The state of Florida has called in the guard. Really? They, they've called in help from every available agency it has been overrun. After three years of COVID and fouled up spring break plans, the kids have gone nuts. And I mean, the 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 shark capital of the world, New Smyrna, Florida, mm. uh, they literally have just given up. They've given up. They've they're telling businesses if you want to shut your doors, shut your doors. If you want to open your doors, open them. But you're going to have to deal with it. We don't have enough officers to take care of it down in Miami, completely overrun. Uh, one of the towns in the Panhandle, I don't know if it was Fort Walton or Destin or Panama City, has a curfew out all day long, 24-hour right. curfew for anyone under the age of 21. All right. Unless they're in, with a parent. Under the age of 21, you're not allowed to be on the street unless you're accompanied by a parent. And I'm just going to say this. It's party time for us mid-20-somethings. I, I happened to be in Miami with my oldest son, Eli, taking him on his scuba certification trip down to the Keys. We were forced through circumstances to get a hotel room one night at South Beach, paid 300 dollars for a Good crappy Lord. hotel room for one night. Got up that morning, though, had some time to kill, went out to the beach before anybody else got up. And boom, there they were, a big pair of boobs right next to us. <laughs> and Eli looks at me and goes, Dad, Dad. He's 12, keep in mind. Oh, 12, no. 12 years old. Oh. Dad, look, look, look. And I go, oh, yeah, she's, she's probably first woman on the beach, seriously. And, and I said, she's probably from Germany or Europe, someplace where they have topless beaches. Oh, all over how embarrassing She probably doesn't even know. Yeah, and so, so I just just don't stare, for God's sake. And so, you know, and, and, I've got, I've, I, I, and, I, and I start settling. He goes, 
what about her? And I look over there. Oh, there's another pair. <laughs> there's another pair. Shake and all of a sudden I realize, oh, my God, we're at a topless beach. At <laughs> uh, South Beach, there's a section where there's this. It's, it's tops are optional. And I'm sitting there on my blanket, and he's sitting there on his blanket that we carried down there. And he looks at my Minolta XG1 with the telephoto <laughs> lens, and he goes, Dad, can I borrow your camera? I said, no, no, you can't borrow my camera. I'm not going to have my camera thrown in the ocean by some jealous husband or boyfriend. I said, get up and go in the water. He goes, I can't right now. <laughs> I, can just see the, I can just see the headline. Styles takes son, 12, to Topless Beach. So I, I went out in the water and waited about 20 minutes for him to finally wander out there. <laughs> he finally could. Did you walk out to the water like, uh, like the hunchback of Notre Dame? Like, it was, it did, it didn't have quite the same effect on me that it did on him. I had totally forgotten that until yesterday when they were doing the news on that, and they showed a shot of that deep sanded beach in Miami. That's a terrible beach. I hate that beach. Yeah, I just remember just can I borrow your camera? Because <laughs> that thing could, it could zoom in, boy. And I said, hell no. Get the the hell longest one curve. minute story in the history of one minute stories. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Sports Barn. Three locations in our town since 1979, getting people in shape, keeping them in shape. And here's the only thing I got, and I was just going to ask you this. This is all for you, Brian. I have I have said the same thing, and it's very easy to say. I just don't think there's that many dogs out there that can kick my ass. If a dog comes out to me, it's going to have his hands full. Oh, you're not talking about a Georgia dog. You're no, talking no. about a say, I don't think about, that's you know, right, we, 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 We're talking we, about a mutt. Yeah, we're talking about yeah, a natural a four-legged canine. And you know my my female dog can get very feral and very vicious. Would hurt you so badly as you you know finally were able to overcome it with with greater size and strength and hopefully you know so greater intelligence. But it did make me question because I said the same thing. Dobermans are spindly. I'm not scared of a Doberman. They look good, but they're spindly. A pit bull, yeah, it's got a lot of mass, but, I mean, if you hit it in the head with a piece of lumber, it's going to go down like anything else. I've had to do that, actually. And so all of a sudden I see this picture of a gray wolf with its handler, (laughs) not a red wolf, not a coyote-like red wolf like we have around here. And I have to tell you, as much time as I've spent out in the national parks, I have never been close to a gray wolf. That's Jon Snow's wolf. Look at that thing. It's a dire wolf. It is. And I'll I'll pass it over to you here in a second. You're saying you wouldn't fight it. I'm saying neither one of us would. No. We would do a poor poor job of it. (laughs) It's it's handler, a full-grown woman, is sitting down on the ground, and this thing has got to go... 275 pounds easily yeah. of pure mass. Look at how big And it look, is. his head is the size of her entire thorax. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, if that thing, if a pack of those things went after you, you would be doomed. And that's exactly I, what I thought. Dire wolf uh, when I thought it. It's when funny you bring this up. I will say very briefly, one time a pit bull, my neighbor's pit bull, damn pit bull, jumped the fence of my backyard and attacked my dog. I was in the yard when it happened. And um, I was torn between two options. I was like, do I run inside and shoot the thing? Do I use the weapon I have at hand? And so I used the weapon I had at hand. And it was? This Chaco. That Chaco sandal. <laughs> and I beat the hell out of its skull with this Chaco. It don't like getting hit in the head. No, I wear a size 13. Do. My Chaco weighs about 20 pounds. That's, that, that works for me. It ran to its owner going, ay, ay, ay. We'll take it right on out. Uh, sorry we ran late, Brian. I know you got to get places. We all got to get places. No, we've, we've, we've salvaged We're here at the end. We're on time. Uh, We're on time. I'm through.
I'm done. I, I, I would uh, share the study. It's amazing what adrenaline can do because Caleb, the youngest of the boys, we had a Rottweiler that lived behind us for a while. It had another name, but we called it Cujo. <laughs> and uh, it got Loki in its in its jaws one time. Mm-hmm. Loki's was completely lifted off the ground, mm. all four paws dangling, and his head was in the Rottweiler's mouth. Ugh. And Caleb went over the fence with a piece of wood that he just picked up off the ground and just started wailing that dog. And I mean, I would have advised against it, but literally the dog was like the dog was making eye contact with me, like going. What am I going to do with this thing in my mouth? Should I crush it or should I let it no. go? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, and I'm, I'm pleading with my eyes as Caleb is going from the backside. Whappity, 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 whappity. He did let it go. But that thing, I just don't think that you would touch it. No. I don't think you would touch it and get away with whatever you touched it with. I, yeah, I'd be you like, would leave it behind. I'd be like, sorry, Ozzy, you're a victim of nature. Yeah. Well, one thought, uh, Sabrina did the same thing that uh, Matt and Weston did when she left. I liked her more. Yeah, yes. when she yeah. got here. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing how that normally happens? I've always, well, when you humanize yeah. a situation, yeah. you can... That's right. Yeah. But I'm still not voting for her. Yeah. I've <laughs> always liked Sabrina as a person. She's been nothing but kind to me over the years, and she had really no very reason sweet. to when I was a, a dumb, young intern. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We are here every Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. Chattacentric news, headlines, and... I think all between the bunch of us, we have an entire show ready for tomorrow. Yep. Stuff we didn't have to, to, to get to today. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. <laughs>